Hi, this is Billy Burke, and I noticed that the first five minutes of this episode, as I was editing, there were some technical issues that caused some of the audio to skip and jump, so I just want to let everyone know that's listening that the first five minutes are a little skippy and jumpy, but from there on, it's good, so please stick around and listen to the whole thing. Uh, I would highly encourage it. Thank you. Now to this episode of Combos with Bill. Hello, and you're listening to the Convo Bill Podcast. Today, we're here with Martise Kimbrough. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm not doing too bad. So, Martise is actually a professional basketball player over in Europe. So, let's just start right there. I want you to uh, uh, explain the league you're in and explain how that all works over in Europe. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, the team I played this previous year was called CB Marbella um, in a league called Le Plata, also known as Love Silver um, in Spain. This is my second year. My first year, I played for a team called um, Gijon. Uh, Gijon was in the north of Spain, right on the beach, and the team Marbella that I just played for was in the south of Spain, right on the beach. So you could see Africa, like, right from um, our beach. So it was a good league. Played for two good teams, had a good season. So, uh, yeah, man, it's exciting. Yeah, that's, that's cool. So we're going to start from the beginning here. You've uh, had a whole life of basketball. You've played basketball your whole life that I've known. Uh, you went to LCC and you had a good career at LCC. Then mm-hmm. uh, you went to play at uh, Finley and had a good career at Finley. And now you're uh, making a way for yourself in Europe. I want to ask you where that all started. What was your biggest uh, inspiration or influence that got you into the game of basketball? Man, honestly, probably just my family, really. Like, I, I come from a sports family. Like, my granddad, um, Ed Kimbrough, he was one of, I think, the first um, African American player from Lima to play Division One football. Um, he went to Lima Senior. Uh, my dad played college sports, like my uncles, my cousins. So it was kind of just in the family to, to play sports. And early on, my, my parents just introduced me to basketball, really also like football and soccer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it just kind of carried from there. And the love for it just grew. I just kept playing. Kind of like it was a fun thing to do. But then I ended up getting good at it over over the course of the year. So. Yeah, so you mentioned your family a lot in there. Was, that, was there any uh... – players like uh, maybe professional players or so that you looked up to that uh, really inspired your love for the game for sure uh, I would say as far as around here uh, a guy named Clay Tucker he's he's from Lyme he went to Perry he played professionally I wanted for 15 years um, had like he was with some NBA teams played all of Europe made millions of dollars so he's like a, a mentor a best friend an older brother for me other than that I would probably say like Kobe Bryant, Allen Iverson were probably my earliest inspirations as a young kid until LeBron came to the league. You know, it kind of went from there. Yeah, yeah. So, so now you play in Europe. Like I said, what would you say is the difference between uh, basketball in the United States and mm-hmm. basketball in Europe? Uh, I would say probably two main things is like the physicality and the defense, because like in America. Basketball is more so like an offensive-minded game, especially at the at the professional level. It's really for entertainment. It's more so of a business in America, like the NBA, whereas in Europe, it's like actual basketball. And, you know, you're playing against grown men. you got kids, families. So it's grown men strength mixed with athleticism, making the right pace, making the extra pass, and, you know, the 
the three point line isn't as far as the NBA line is. Um, so in Europe, it's uh, it's a few shorter, which means the court would be smaller. So when you drive to the basket and you're like seven footers down there, you gotta make a decision a lot quicker because there's no defensive three seconds over there. So in my personal opinion, it's tougher to score in Europe than it is in America. Uh, so I would say that just a physicality in the defense, but um, I would say in America, people are a lot more athletic. Um, and they're like one-on-one -on -one players. Okay. You know. Yeah. So, but yes. you get you get players like Luka Doncic, Tony Parker, Porzingis, uh, Jokic, and with all those players like from foreign countries, they can shoot, they can pass, they can dribble. They're they're smart, so they have to rely on their skills and not necessarily their athleticism. Yeah. So they're more fundamentally found. Very fundamentally sound for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I can see that. And, uh, very much. If you think about it, that's very much the case. So. Um, since you've played basketball your life, obviously high school, college, professional, you've experienced it all. What would you say? Obviously, the players are better, but what would you say is the biggest difference between uh, each level, like going from high school to college to mm -hmm. professional? Hmm, the biggest difference, <clears throat> I'll probably say, like again, the physicality is always going to get uh, tougher, especially going from middle school to high school, high school to college, college to pros, just because naturally people are older. For one, and then for two, when you get to the professional level, it's like this is what people are paid to do. So what, you know, in high school, you compete against like your friends that's in your neighborhood or in in your classmates. Then you get to college, and it's like everybody was the best player at their high school or maybe the best player in the state. And then professionally, you got some of the best players in the country. Uh, so I think just the talent level and the physicality, and also the speed of the game, because people are more experienced, therefore, like smarter than you are. Uh, so, but it's it's an easy adjustment. I don't think it's it's hard of an adjustment. Yeah. So. Yeah. So as long as you play your game, stay stay been doing. So. Yes, sir. Um, playing in Europe, what would you say your favorite European food is? Oh man, my favorite European food, I would probably say paella. And if if anybody's been to like Europe or Spain specifically, paella is probably at the top of the list. It's it's like, you, rice. A bed of rice mixed with whatever you want. You can get seafood. They call it um, carne, which is basically what we would call meat. Basically, mm -hmm. some type of like meat. Um, I prefer the seafood just because I, I'm right by the beach over there. So the food is fresh, straight out the water, and it's, it's good, man. I, I would have to say paella is at the top of the list for me. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll... Yeah, make sure you try it. If you, <laughs> if you go over there and get some paella, tell them T sent you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah I'll, I'll, if I ever make my way to Europe, I'll have to put that on the list. So, All right. Before I ask you about your big, um, say, mission, uh, which is STTP, Stick to the Plan, I want you to shout something out. You actually have a basketball camp that you host, and uh, uh, I want you to shout out that basketball camp, maybe anything uh, that you want people to know about it, uh, just say right here. Yeah, so uh, I'm hosting my own basketball camp, Martise Camera Basketball Camp. It'll be uh, August 3rd and 4th, uh, Lima Central Catholic. The It'll be for kids who are in the second grade, going into the eighth, uh, third grade. Um, so second, second graders through fifth graders, and also sixth grade through eighth grade. So the sixth graders through the eighth graders will be from 9 a.m. to noon. There'll be an hour break, and then from 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. will be, like, the second graders through fifth graders. Um, like We held the camp, our first annual camp last year. It was a success. Um, 
this year, you know, we'll have some guest speakers. The intention is to have strictly pros or trainers who train pros at the camp. And that's just to really give back to the city and let the campers that are there know, like, you know, these things are possible to make it, even whether you're from Lima or anywhere from Northwest Ohio. So sometimes I may not be the messenger for somebody, but at least have another professional in there, and they they may be the uh, the messenger for for somebody what somebody needs. So that's really the approach. Just trying to use the platform we have to to give back and keep going. So again, it's August third and fourth, um, sixth through eighth graders, nine to twelve. Second through fifth graders will be from one to four p.m. We'll have Q and A sessions. We'll do ball handling shooting drills, uh, five-on-five games, one-on-one, three-on-three, different competitions. Uh, prizes will be given at the end. We'll have lectures from not only myself, but the other pros working the camp. I can't announce who's going to work it right now, but you'll see in due time. You can sign up at martiskimbro.com. Uh, just click on the camp registration. It's, it's pretty easy to navigate. And uh, autograph and picture session will be held at the end. So I'm looking forward to the camp. Yeah. And – he noticed a lot of these professionals, and they're going to give speaks. They're they're going to uh, give lectures and stuff. And one message that he's really um, got out there. In fact, he's got a shirt on right now that shows plan and the definition. Um, I want you, your big message is message is STTP. Stick to the plan. Yes, sir. And I want you to explain what that's all about and what you really try and tell people and teach people through that STTP message. Yeah, okay, so STTP, like you said, uh, it sticks to the plan. Uh, really, man, just it's really just that simple. Just stick to whatever it is that you're going for, just stick to that. And sometimes by sticking to that, it'll lead you to what you're really supposed to be doing, you know? So um, it's easy to get discouraged, to fall off track, to you try so hard to get something and it seems like it's not coming, you want to give up, like whatever the case may be. Just stick to it because I'm, I'm just a firm believer that if you really truly have faith in something and go after it, then it'll, it'll come to you in due time. Maybe not how you expected it or when you expected it, but it will. And then if you look at anybody successful, really, whether it's locally or anybody in the world, um, they're a perfect definition of that because nobody's story was ever just easy or perfect, but they just stuck with it, stuck with it, stuck with it, kept going. So it's almost kind of like – a game of basketball or something. If you if you shoot and you're not just gonna stop shooting, you just keep shooting until you make it. Uh, so that's just and and it's it's partially speaking to me and my story. And I know a lot of people can relate because I was always decent at basketball. I wasn't always like the best player. I wasn't the worst player, but I always had a a goal in mind at every level that I was at. And uh, no matter how many people may have said you can't do this or you're not good enough or too slow or too small or Whatever the case may be, like, I just use that as motivation. Where I know a lot of people will listen to those negative comments. So, uh, and, and speaking for myself, a lot of the goals that I had written down, where I, I would write them down, hang them on my, on my bathroom mirror or on my bedroom door, and I would just go after them. And a lot of them, I would say probably about 80% of them happened over time. Not always when I thought it would happen, but more likely than not they always happen so if it can work for myself then i know it can work for other people so i just want to be if i can be some type of inspiration to somebody to keep going and or inspire them then i think that's one of the highest like human acts that you can do so i'll do that that's a great message and that's 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 the way it is right there if 
if you got a goal, you want to stick to it. So for sure. So I'm gonna ask you now. I so say you work hard, and I've seen you work. And what would you say while you're out on the floor uh, getting your working with us, ball handling, shooting? What would you say your best workout song? Uh, what would you say the be- the song that you want on the loudspeakers <laughs> while you're working out? What would you say out of oh, any song you man. pick? What would you pick? That's so tough, man. It it, it depends on the day. What well, artists just dropped recently? So I'll, I'll go. I'll give you what I, who I've been listening to lately. Man, honestly, any any G Herbo song right now, or like a Lil Durk song, or Nipsey Hussle Victory Lap. I'll probably say Victory Lap. We just listened to that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so hard to just give you one, but I would, Nipsey Hussle any day. The Victory Lap by him. I can I can listen to that in the workout. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yes, sir. So is there uh, anything that you would say that you do that kind of kind of gets your mind, like when you're not playing basketball, is there anything else that you do? Like, for example, like uh, Miles Garrett, player for the Browns, he, he does poetry away from football. Mm-hmm. Is there like another hobby outside of basketball that you do maybe to get your mind off of things sometimes? Yeah, so I rap. Really? Okay. I, I used to do poetry when I was younger, actually. I used to, I just love words, and I love to read. Um, so I, I did poetry when I was younger, and then the older I got, that just kind of turned into rap, really. So I like to do that, whether it's by myself or, or I'm with my friends. Uh, I actually like to read, like I just mentioned, uh, that just to keep my mind sharp and keep me focused and just get some knowledge. Other than that, I would say outside of basketball, music's probably, like, my biggest passion. Um, any type of art really i just i'm i'm like a sucker for art i just like to be creative uh so yeah i would probably say music yeah, yeah. So you're cre- writing cre- music uh making beats anything like that yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i'm sure i'm sure that's good because then you can literally really do it about anything you want whether whatever's on your mind you can uh put on that paper or just if, if however you feel you can just express through like you said art so so you're talking to a kid, right? A little kid. Mm-hmm. His dream is to one day make it in basketball. Yeah. He and he wants to put the work in, and he want his dream is that he one day wants to be big, and he one day wants to be a star. What words of inspiration would you tell that kid if he was standing right in front of you? I don't really think it's like just one blanket statement that you can just give somebody. But what I can say outside of just sticks to the plan is like work hard. Even though it sounds cliche, it's like, no, like, really work hard. Like, if if people think that you're weird or you got a, you kind of the outsider, then that's that's almost like a prerequisite to success is being, like, the quote-unquote weird guy or the outsider because people may not understand it now, but they'll understand it in the future. And uh, like I mentioned my grandpa earlier, uh, when I was growing up and even still today as a 24-year-old, he'll still always tell me the main things for success is just, have faith, be confident, or believe in yourself. Do the best that you can do, because everybody's best is different. Just do the best that you personally can do, and then when things get tough, just keep going. So in my head, that means just stick to the plan. Uh, so those are really like the four things that I personally live by, and I think anybody could, could apply that to whatever they're doing. So just, man, work hard, believe in yourself, no matter how many no's that you hear. And it's going to get tough for sure, but just – Keep going, man, and don't be afraid to overwork, you know. be Work smart, have but have fun doing what you do. 
Uh, and I think just keeping it simple. It's, there's no, like, secret to success. It's really just work hard and have fun. Like, love what you do. Yeah. That's really it. Yeah. So, like, yeah, that's, that's, really all. that's really what you want to hear from someone, especially like you, uh, that can be an inspiration for a lot of people. Yeah, man. It's not really uh, – there's no secret recipe or nothing to success. It's just, you know, you might not be able to play the game, video games as long as you want, or go to the movies some nights or – Whatever, it's, it's being honest with yourself. Like, for example, myself, I, I knew growing up what weaknesses I had and that I needed to work on them while, like, still maintaining my strengths. But, yeah, there's not really blanket statement I could give, but just, like, have faith, be confident, do the best you can do, and just don't give up. Stick to the plan. Yeah, and like uh, Coach Kill said, sh- shout out to Coach Frank Kill, there's two things you can control, and that's your effort and your attitude. So, Always. For sure. So, For sure. like, even if you're not the best player on the floor, you're not the best player there is. If you give 100% and you always show a good attitude, uh, you'll end up making it. So, I want to ask you uh, about your more your um, career. So, okay, what would you say? Because you obviously were on a very event, eventful um, state run team in 2014, and then you obviously had an amazing uh, career at. University of Finley, mm-hmm. and then obviously you're a pro. What would you say your favorite uh, season, your favorite basketball season that you've ever had was? Ooh, man, I would probably say, <clears throat> can I say more than one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's ahead. so tough, man. I have to put them. Uh, I would say, obviously, I got to say my senior year of high school just because, like, growing up, especially in Lima, it's such a, a sports city, specifically basketball. So, like, winning state is, like, the biggest thing in the world. And at, at that time, when I was a kid, no team in Lima had ever won state before at, at that time. Um, so when I was in eighth grade, LCC won state in 2010. So always just having that goal still in mind when I got to high school in my sophomore year, we had a good team. We lost my junior year, same thing. So senior year, it's like it's the last go around. I had a lot of team goals, a lot of individual goals. So. Long, long story short, we ended up winning state. I accomplished most of my individual goals. So just seeing all that hard work pay off and then seeing how emotional everybody was just because we wanted it so bad. I'd have to say senior year. Uh, I, I want to say my junior year of college because I actually was, a lot of people don't know, but I was injured going into the season and right before the season. And I um, I thought about red shirt in that year just because the injury was so bad as my patella tendon, having tendonitis. And, if you've had tendonitis and you know how, how tough it is to get through that. But, uh, man, I, somehow I got through it. But that ended up being probably one of my, my better years where I set, like, a, a ton of records. We we went to the Sweet 16, had one of the most successful seasons in, in school history, conference champions. So just that, because that, that was really where, you know, your confidence click, kicks, kicks in in high school. And then my junior year was when it really just went to another level. And then – my dreams became like a lot more serious around then, uh, and then I would say this year, my my that first year of pro is so cool because it's it's a new experience and it's you literally living your dream that you grew up dreaming. But this past season I, in Marbella, I was in like the wealthiest city in, of Europe, so man, it was like paradise, like beautiful city, beautiful water, like the best food I've had in my life. It's like millionaires and billionaires everywhere, like luxury cars. And that's just the norm, like things that you don't even think about in Ohio. So that on top of winning a lot of games, I was leading our team in scoring. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, it's, I would say those three, like 
this year thus far, junior college and my senior high school. Yeah, so as a leader on a team, mm -hmm. how do you expect your teammates, especially, so say you're a senior, for example, like the underclassmen below you, how do you expect yeah. them as teammates to act not only on but off the floor also? In terms of just to, to win, like yeah, a championship? To be, just to the be best, to be like. To be the best? To be the best teammate they can be, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, first and foremost, I think you just got to be authentic. Just be yourself. That's when you're going to get the best out of yourself, you know. But in terms of on the court, I'll say, man, just show up and just do your job. Just be ready to work. If, if practice is, let's just say, from 3 o'clock to 5 o'clock and show up early, you know, get some extra shots in. And especially me, myself, being the leader, I have to be the one to set that example first. Uh, so I'll set the example and then make sure that you bring other people with you because it's, it's a team. We can't be individuals. So as long as everybody knows their roles, and I think personally I think that's something that the coach, he should say, but he shouldn't have to say. Like, you know, as a leader, you can kind of let that be known also. And then off the court, you know, have fun. You, you don't have to be serious 24-7. Have fun, but just be smart. Like, if you can limit the, you know, like distractions and unnecessary things, then because a lot of things have to go right to be successful as a team, especially uh, the, with a, a sport with a lot of players on the court or field at one point. So, yeah, I, I think, man, just holding everybody accountable, first and foremost as the leader and then the, up, the underclassmen, man, I think just you know, you got to find, like, a balance of – as a leader, you got to know how to talk to people because some people you can yell at. Some people you got to give them a lot of praise. Uh, so, as a leader, you just got to know how to talk to certain people and how to get the best out of people. Um, so, lead vocally and lead by example, which is one thing that I, I pride myself on. So, if you can get everybody on the same page and going for the same goal, then I think the rest will just kind of naturally fall into place. Yeah. Yeah, and you've showed that to be very possible throughout the years. Obviously, that 2014 state run, your senior year. So, yep, yep. prime example. So, last thing here. Um, every episode I end with, I end with the words of inspiration for the people listening. Mm -hmm. And so, I want you to give some words of wisdom or some words of inspiration to anyone that's listening. And I hope that uh, they can be touched by what you have to say. So, I'm going to ask you, what are some words of inspiration that you can give these people? Aim high, like aim as high as you can possibly imagine. And don't be afraid of it because it's scary to really aim high because you may think, you know, what if I don't make it or are people going to laugh at me? What are they going to say? And the majority of people don't aim high anyway. So if you do, you look like the outsider. But like I said, you have to embrace being the outsider because that's like a prerequisite. If, you wanna, if, if that's what you want, if, you, if that's not for you, then that's perfectly fine. But if you want to achieve something that's not really the norm, then just go for it, man, because you might get it. And you also might not get it, but that's okay. You'll, you'll get a lot of other good things on the way. And, you know, what I found, even just you striving for something, even if you don't get it or people see you fail, that will inspire somebody else to, for them to go try something in their life, whether or not they tell you, you know. So I think, man, just really just live your life not live somebody else's life or how they try to tell you like you you look in the mirror and you decide who you are what you want to be and don't let nobody else tell you who you are and what you're going to be you know yeah. so i just say that just 
figure out who you are, figure out what you want to do, and then just really, truly, like truly, truly affirm to yourself that that's what it's going to be and nobody else can tell you anything different. So you write your own story. Write your own story. Stick to the plan. Exactly. So uh, that's that's all we got uh, from us today. So, Martise, I'd like to thank you for uh, meeting up with me and doing this uh, for the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So everyone that's listening, I hope you have a great day and God bless.